Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live! It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. 2022 marks the return of the River City Girls. We not only get to play the upcoming River City Girls 2, coming soon to all major platforms, we also get the prequel that inspired Misako and Kyoko's standalone adventure, newly named River City Girls Zero, I should say, which is out now on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. To celebrate this awesome series, I invited back Adam Tierney, who is the project lead for River City Girls Zero, and Bannon Rudis, uh, director of River City Girls 2, to talk about their involvement in the latest installments and more. Please, folks, welcome back, Adam and Bannon, to Talk Time Live exclusive. Fellas, how are you doing? Welcome back, and it's great to see you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Great to be seen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 2019 seems like a very, very long time ago. <laughs> it does, considered. and it also, it doesn't, in a way. It feels like we were just working on the first one not too long ago. <laughs> it does feel like a weird time warp where we just got stuck in some weird nexus of time. <laughs> but this does bring up, I didn't even know there was a retro game showcase happening this weekend and i'm almost tempted to go to that because i'm like i have not been around like other actual convention talking <laughs> about stuff so oh, i went yeah. to the i went to the uh uh the a couple months ago the, the little mini san diego comic-con it was so good just to how is it yeah thank yeah. you for mentioning that like i didn't know anybody who like i didn't it go was cool. obviously yeah because that's like but for me and my family that's like the big thing we do each year and i guess yeah. what they did is they they canceled the summer one and then there was enough progress with covid that they said oh, okay we'll do a little one in the fall but it was right. cool it was it was definitely smaller it was more this in november right if I'm correct. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But yeah, it was it was cool. They had all the booths and they had all the, you know, uh, toys and shirts and all that stuff. It was, right. it was cool just to be back there. I mean, I look, I got really blessed and fortunate because like I'm working with Repop now. So I got to go to New York Comic Con, which went off Ooh, without nice. a hitch. <laughs> I'm so happy about that with everything. It, it, and it was my first time going to New York Comic Con, too. So I was really really appreciative of how everything turned out there. So I'm just, hopefully we'll get everything back into the swing of things yeah. this year yeah. and we'll all be back and having fun again. But, you know, for the, for the both of you, last time we spoke, you debuted it. The uh, first installment of river city girls, uh, which I, so, I, I gotta say, I got a crush on that game <laughs> to say the least, but since Game's then we've, uh, about you too, by the way. <laughs> that's good to know. But I would say, you know, since then, you know, the popularity for this IP or intellectual property, I should say, uh, grew significantly, like, boom. <laughs> what were your thoughts 
on the response to that, uh, to the game since that time. And uh, Adam, I'll start with you with that question. You can uh, go ahead from there, Ben. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting because, again, like for people that don't know, it's based on Kunio-kun, which has had about 50 games in Japan. Right. And so we were really kind of surprised. We thought that that was going to be we were going to be more piggybacking on that. So we thought it was going to be received as like, oh, this is a Kunio-kun game. This is tied to these other games and stuff. Really, it really kind of took off on its own. And I think probably the majority of people that bought it and downloaded it had not really played those games or a lot of people weren't even aware of that, that, right. you know, the older, like broader brand. So, um, and then, you know, similarly, like we thought like, okay, because it's so established in Japan, that's where the bigger audience was, but right. in America, just, it exploded. And again, I think, like I said, I, I think a lot of people kind of took it as like a, you know, either a new brand or something that was a spinoff of the, the few river city games we got. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really amazing uh, uh, to, to see that happen. And the other thing was I've never worked on a game at way forward where I've seen that much staying power where I can like, we can, I know that I could go on Twitch right now and there's right. a couple people streaming it right now. Usually there's like a little bit of interest for a while and then it peters out, but right. the consistency of the people that are playing this game has just been crazy. Especially with the Xbox yeah. arcade thing or yeah. whatever. It was. Yeah, I, I, Xbox yeah. is yeah, so great. Uh, Xbox Live is so great for uh, games just like that. Uh, now, I mean, honestly, like I was one of those cult following people who like not only played the original River City Ransom, but had the opportunity to play the imports back then. Yes, I spent a pretty penny on those. <laughs> so crazy, yeah. I, I was really excited to see that this was coming back, that this was being celebrated in such a way. And we got a new, you know, a new spin on it, you know, kind of an old spin if you base it on River City Girls uh, Zero, but it's like a, a, a resurgence of it. And great job on you guys with that. It was just, it's, and I so enjoy playing that game every so often. It just, it's so much fun to play and so enjoyable just from a character development base and it just uh, uh, a character building, you know, aspect. I just love everything that you guys did on that. Um, Adam I, on that, I kind of yeah. always see it as like a lot of people, you know, Marvel movies just blew up and everybody yeah, loves them, but absolutely. I'd imagine a good percentage of that audience, like they didn't go out and buy Dr. Strange comic books. They didn't know Iron Man before this. So right. it's kind of like, yeah, this stuff, this franchise, this IP existed before, but it's like this, like Adam said, took off on its own like little thing, but still, yeah, it is still an homage and ode to what actually made it what it is today. And then also combining a little bit more of other universes coming in together too. So I I, I like the formula that's coming about this too. And I'm looking forward to see what's uh you know ahead of this next. I mean, you know, continuing on a River City Girls, like I don't like. If River City Girls Zero received some additional content with this one, a lot of people, you know, if they didn't read the media, you know, um, the media, you know, uh, uh, write up or, you know, seen any, they don't realize that this is actually a kind of a, how can I consider that like a resurgence of an old, of a uh, classic import game that has come about. And you guys were able to add, you know, so much to the original content, including like English translations, uh, and trust me, I used to read the game facts back in the day to try to read the translations yeah. of the, what was going on in this game. So trust me when I tell you, I extremely appreciate what you guys have done for this. And I mean, you added that, you added animated intros, uh, motion comic cutscenes to this, um, you know, that talks about the first adventure of, uh, you know, of uh, Misako and Kyoko adventure with uh, Kunio and Ricky. So like you added so much to this, whereas Anything left out that you wanted to add on there? Or was did you have everything in plan? 
I think I think the main thing was yeah I mean and and it's kind of interesting because like in terms of production mm-hmm. we only started on River City Girls Zero a few months ago like like wow. River City Girls Two which Bannon's been directing that's been in development for a while because that's a right you know from scratch game this was one where we went from the first game and then we you know, released it. And then we started working on uh, pre-development on the second one and started getting that going. But along the way, we were kind of just like, hey, it'd be cool if we could actually get this one to come out. This one that we keep talking about in interviews and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was really cool that we were able to make that happen with ARC and that we were able to get in all like the original songs and the animation. And right. we worked with a friend of ours, David, who did all the anime intros. He's just incredible. Oh, oh I love them. <laughs> but as far as like, yeah, the, the uh, I mean, I think the thing is, we wanted to, we call it like a port plus. We wanted to dress it in stuff that had the flavor of River City and what we did on the first game and what Ben is doing on the second game. But we didn't want to screw around too much with the game itself because this is the first time people are going to play it. So that's why yeah. we had, you know, the two options. Like you can have the dialogue where it sounds like them or you can have like a very faithful kind of translation of the original one. So as far as like what we like, you know, wanted to do, I think we did pretty much everything we wanted to do just because at least for this first experiment, we didn't want to screw too much with the game, partly because we're, you know, it's an old super Famicom game. So you can't really crack open the code that much beyond stuff like translations, but we also want to be really careful. But I do think that like, you know, if we get to do more of those, you know, whether it's for Kunio Kun or even just like other unrelated brands, if we can take that kind of approach in the future and bring back games or bring them to the U.S. for the first time and kind of put the right. way forward spin on them, I think we might kind of look into what we could actually do. Because that was some of the reviews were saying, oh, it's really hard. It would be cool if, you know, maybe they had like, you know, tweaked the the challenge or whatever. Again, mm-hmm. we didn't really want to do that this time just because we wanted to be really careful with our first time. But yeah. I think that's the only thing that we kind of left on the table. Everything else cutscenes, songs, like we really packed it as much as, as we could think of uh, ideas. I And I think that's the best approach because they're like, it's hard. It's like, it was hard and yeah. it still is because that's what the game was. <laughs> yeah. But the whole like way forward presents like all flashy presentation. Here's the game now. Right. It's like, this is the untouched game. It is kind of the equivalent how some, some of the arcade ports did the like, hey, here's the arcade cabinet yeah. to right. fill in your giant widescreen TV. But it's, right. you know, a it's an extreme version of that, but the core game, same thing. Yeah, like there's like like a good example is we recently uh, worked with Ziggurat to uh, port our game Blood Rain Betrayal to modern consoles. That right. was developed by WayForward. So for that one, we're like, okay, this is our own game. This came out in the U.S. a decade ago, so we could tinker with it a little bit. So on that right. one, you could play it exactly as it was, or you could play a version where we tweak some of the the difficulty settings based on player feedback. Right. That made sense for that one, but for something like this where we didn't create the original one, yeah, we wanted to be a little more careful. And that's under from my perspective, that is very much understandable uh, because it's like you know handling a work of art. You don't want to tweak it too much. You don't want to do yeah. too much to it. And I think for people who never got a chance to play it, it would be I would be remiss to say that they need to experience what we experienced back then. And if it yeah, ain't broke, exactly. don't fix it. So let them go through what we had to go through in every way. And I'm glad I'm actually glad that for this particular game, you didn't change it because it just takes you back, yeah, you know, to really enjoy sure. what was been enjoyed for so long. And, and yeah, such I mean, this, too. Was, this, this was the game that in terms of at least the story and personality inspired River City Girls right. into existence. So we wanted right. people to experience it the same way we did. We didn't want them to experience some, you know, really drastically changed or reimagined version. 
right. Know, and I can it, like if you I, <laughs> exactly. I can understand if you like remade it from the scratch from scratch and everything, like you said. But like, no, this yeah, you could do something like that too. Exactly. But I also love the fact that you were able to see every single character from River City Girls, the the first River City Girls game, in there and they you know premiere for the first time ever and see what they look like and such. And it was just, I, it was a great great uh, form of nostalgia and a way to get us excited about what's to come. So to that measure. Now, for both of you, like the River City Girls series has created this comedy style that I feel like is just perfect for this franchise and this intellectual property here. You got you have great chemistry and character performances from Kaylee um, Mil, um, Mills and uh, Kira Buckland, who plays Misako and Kyoko. It's, I mean, just incredibly well. A lot of funny dialogue, cameo appearances from the Kunio Kun universe and Double Dragon. And on top of all that, awesome and hilarious music from composer Megan McDuffie. Like, can you guys really talk about the process of trying to create the right comedic vibe? Uh, for this series and you know was it challenging and uh, I'll start with you with that uh, Ben I mean the comedic it is kind of calling out I, I'm going to use Marvel again because they, <laughs> they do this they call out their own like weirdness yeah and you know this is about I, I guess like 30 years worth of weird video game <laughs> logic that we're right. kind of like calling out and like you know kind of mocking but it's it's stuff that we grew up in like with and we love this kind of stuff so i think right. that's where a lot of the humor comes from like how adam wrote in the first game like why is everybody fighting it's like you don't need to know it's just it's <laughs> something that happens in games just deal with it right so yeah i think that's it's just that perfect mixture of you know good combat but also followed up with this like why am i juggling somebody why are they flying up into the air it's like whatever just just have fun with it it's breaking the yeah, fourth wall all the time and stuff yeah and i think like a big a big part of that is also the willingness of arc system works as our partner because you know we we do a lot of games where they're more you know toned down in terms of like no this is what the brand is and you have to right. stick to this so they were really open in terms of us reimagining the characters right. and giving them high personality and fun VO and like lots of just like craziness in the visuals. And I think, yeah. you know, so the fact that they let us do that instead of just saying, no, 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 like stick to the way that Kunio Kun always worked, that basically just gave us the opportunity to do like the craziest kind of way forward style game possible. I think it's a couple other things are one, um, you know, it was also a good opportunity where we didn't just have the personality in the story. We were able to carry it throughout everything. So it's like yeah. that level of humor that's in the attacks. It's like when Kyoko does her dab attack, that's funny. The expressions <laughs> on the characters' faces, the items you can buy in the stores, like everything right. kind of has a similar sense of humor and a similar tone. And I think when you have the opportunity to do a game where it's that consistent, that ends up resonating a lot more than if it just has a funny script and everything else is kind of right. tame. And then, and then one thing I wanted to mention, you, you talked about the kind of the charisma of uh, Kaylee and Kira yeah. um, on both of the games, River City 1 and River City 2 and River City 0, um, with Masako and Kyoko, we've always recorded, and it's only for those two characters, we record them together. So it's actually everybody else. So they're in like one individually. booth. Yeah, they're in the booth together. Yeah, and we that was important to us so that the the rhythm between the two of them is just That's like you interesting. Know, perfect comedy to a degree that I don't think you would be able to get if we were recording them individually. So we knew we knew from the beginning that this series was really going to hang its hat on the relationship of those two friends. That's really interesting. That's a, I mean, I've heard before where actors you know would you know do group you know uh, sessions, 
yeah. But for the most part, they normally do single sessions and they just yeah. play off of whatever they do. And uh, I, that's really, that's even, to me, that's even better considering it's them too. And now I know that the chemistry is just really hitting off, like boom, boom, boom. Especially in River City, you know, the introduction, uh, the opening cut scene from uh, River City uh, Girl Zero, where, you know, she finds the, uh, the, the retro uh, game and the retro uh, controller. And Masako really kind of, you know, throw shade at her for a minute. If she's yeah, talking about yeah. she's broke, you know, good well, thing that you're broke. And, 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 otherwise it's funny, we... it's, and it's funny too, because I mean, we're like, you know, we recorded with Kira and Kaylee back in 2018 or something like that. Yeah. And it was only a couple of sessions, but now we've gotten them back in for some promotional stuff for the little bits and zero for a lot of new dialogue and two. So they're really growing into the character. So I think, you know, even as much as I love their performance in the first game, I think, hearing them now in this in the the port the river city zero and then yeah. definitely when you're moving on to two and you hear all the stuff they're just getting more and more confident in those characters it, they, yeah. It, yeah it's it's really uh they're assimilating very well to it indeed so i mean well here's the thing too like you talked about arc system works you know giving you the uh okay to be comical and have this type of vibe was it any intention of having a more serious tone with this or you know was it just all comedy from the jump um when we pitched it initially it started with the art style so the earliest pitch wasn't wasn't really goofy but it it yeah. looked exactly like it is to, to a degree where like the very first images ever drawn by our concept artist priscilla they're yeah. actually used in the game and they're actually used in some key art so it's been pretty consistent right. but um yeah i don't know i mean when when did we start thinking in terms of like voice and the story and stuff? That was a little ways into it, right? I, I, I honestly think it's when we started suggesting we should start using the big bug eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like when, you know, just like in the original uh, Kunio Ken games and dodgeball and stuff, like their eyes like go out. And I was like, that right. was, I, I honestly think that was kind of the deciding factor. Are we going to go for that like over the top? that just like like nobody's eyes should bug out like this it's not going to be like a tough like blood's coming out of these people it is just kind of like right yeah let's just go for it then the dab happened yeah and then it just like things snowballed from there i think it's also <laughs> just when you when you don't have a limitation yeah the way forward group is just going to keep going crazier and crazier and, <laughs> and do stuff that makes us laugh like i remember yeah. you and me sitting down coming up with like the the level objectives and it's like you know little minor spoilers but it's like yeah they should fight zombies in a trash compactor and that'd be funny and then what if when they got there there wasn't even the key and the guy had the key the whole time and it's just coming up with crazy stuff that just makes us laugh right. and then it just stays in the game because it's entertaining to the team as i always tell my team if you have a dumb idea please tell me because i love dumb <laughs> please that tell is me. that is every person's dream at, a, at working at yeah. a, a job yeah i, I love it I mean, like, honestly, the vibe that I loved about this game, even when I reviewed it, it, it inspired me to create when I created the graphic I created uh, using the character uh, uh, renders of uh, Misako and Kyoko, you know, in the way that and I made a I made a tribute to them and desperately seeking Susan. <laughs> And did the whole background. I did the thought and everything like that. And it had it desperately says, yeah. seeking Kunio and uh, Ricky. <laughs> Exactly. And I was like, this is so perfect. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's the type of inspiration that this has gotten for fans and, and for myself included. It's just a great combination of what you know you guys are putting together there. So Bannon, thanks. We are counting down the days till the highly anticipated follow-up River City Girls 2. 
We saw. I heard it, about this game. <laughs> I, yes, I was, apparently so have I. Uh, we saw yeah. the trailer. Um, that we got a lot to look out forward to: new characters, move sets, and more. I mean, can you talk a little about what we can expect without really spoiling anything about Misako and Kyoko's latest uh, adventure? I'll, I'll spoil some stuff. The stuff you saw in the trailer was me desperately recording footage. It is. It looks so much better now. <laughs> so I was just telling. Adam about the VFX that we've just been putting in that wow. I, I think people are really going to love the just overall presentation of the game. Not only that, like I, I was playing the original game to make sure that it feels exactly the same. Like everything, it's a one-to-one. We had to recreate right. a lot of stuff because of the online component. It just right. didn't work. Had to recreate a lot of stuff. But in that recreation, I was like, let's, let's make this move combo into this, but let's also do this. Because yeah. that would be sweet if I could do this. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying what these things are, so I'm not ruining <laughs> anything. But I, I think people are going to find a lot of creativity in the combat, like even more so than the first one. Because, as Adam said, like you know, the popularity people are still streaming. That yeah. is perfect time for me to lurk like a creeper and <laughs> yeah. watch like what people are doing. Right. Take notes see what annoyed them, what they loved about it, and heighten those things. Not heighten the annoyance, but like, let's get rid of the annoying <laughs> right. And let's fix that and replace it with this option of making it fun now, whatever it might be. Oh, I'm, it was I'm fun before. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, but like, even playing the first one, I'm like, it's still good, but hot damn, the stuff that I'm doing in part two is feeling so much better. Like, yeah, the first one, I think like looking back at it now, it's, it's, it's a much more, it's a smaller focused game. You could see like, okay, they're they're The team is getting the sense of personality. They're getting the combat style. They're getting the items. But when you look at point. it does. Yeah. When you compare <laughs> it to what it is now, um, because what, what, what was crazy is we had to start from scratch on the, the, the first game. I mean, there, yeah. there have been almost, you know, 50 games at that point in the series, but we weren't using that code. We were coming up with a new art style. So the yeah. amount of stuff that we had to come up with, in terms of level up systems and combat systems and even just like collision and just displaying the art was such a massive haul that we always knew if we could get to a sequel, if it sold well and we could do a sequel, then it would really be, you know, to a degree, we'd be able to kind of, uh, uh, you know, really unleash it and and get a lot more yeah. um, ambitious because we already had the systems we could piggyback off of. Yeah, right. The, I mean, the collision doesn't sound exciting. Like, oh, I, I walk into a thing. All right. It, it makes me stop moving. But there is a the the scene that I always point out to people is in there's a scene in Uptown where you see like the video games everywhere and stuff like that. Right. That one scene was our test case. Can we get like a brawler is usually the background. You don't interact with the background. It's right. just a kind of a flat backdrop. You walk left to right. You don't go back left, whatever. You don't go up and down right. like in doorway, whatever. Like you move in the Z axis. But that stuff that you run into, it might be a barrel. You punch the barrel, it blows up, whatever. Right. But if you go to that video game shopping area, you're going to see there is a vending machine. There's a ceiling you can hit your head on, but that ceiling has a left wall. You can wall jump off of. There's right. an angled wall over here. There's things that you could just jump on and interact with and get on top of and get underneath. Right. That is incredibly hard to tell a program. I know this looks like 2D pixels, yeah. but right. it needs to function as 3D. So with that collision stuff, we've gone just just buck wild on like it, the, the the levels are bigger, they're more vertical. Um, you're gonna be able to like 
Yeah, I, I'm trying not to say too many things. Spoilers. <laughs> well, could, I'm just sitting here like, go on. <laughs> one, one, one thing that's interesting is on on you know River City one and two. I don't think people know this, or probably haven't mentioned it that much. The 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 environment. It's a full 3D game, so it looks hmm. 2D because we're basically drawing pixel art that all gets squished. Right. If you look at it in the editor, it's like here's an object over here, here's an object over here, the way they move. So we're not doing it the way old NES games are, where it's just like moving. It's not in layers. No, no, they're actually like moving in 3D space, but it just, as you're looking at it, it gets all squished flat. Interesting. The art style. It's it's those, um, as I always say, like the sidewalk things where it looks like, oh, I'm about to fall in a yeah. pit. But <laughs> right. the sidewalk art, that doesn't make any sense if you look at it from <laughs> a, a different angle. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of more verticality. There's a lot to just, you'll see the, the scene is massive now. Yeah, yeah and a big part of like, that was also like the way that we constructed the levels on both games Right. Um, is Bannon would basically figure out the uh, spatial aspects of everything ahead of time. So working mm. with like, uh, we should really, we should put those out there at some point so somebody can see some of those. It's basically like the first version of every level was just gray boxes with things to hop on, getting all of the areas right in terms of the distance, in terms of like you said, I can hop off a wall here, I can right. climb up to this area here, making that reach here. Exactly. So wall jump and making that here. feel right. And then what we would do afterwards is once it felt right, then we would give it to our art team and they would just paint it over and make mm. it look pretty. So it wasn't like with a lot of pixel games, you have your tile set and you're kind of figuring out the art and the layout as you go. Right. This way on these games, we uh, made it so it felt right from the beginning and then arted it up all at one pass afterwards. It basically looked like uh, like the X-Men like training room, yeah. the danger room, or like <laughs> right. just like a flat kind of graph paper looking place. I think the beautiful and enticing thing about it is that you're keep comparing it to a lot of uh, Marvel lore and I'm a Marvel fan. So that makes, that works out for me. <laughs> that's, that's where my brain's at. And what better, like, if you're going to, if you're going to like uh, take shades from something, why not Marvel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever works. But uh, I want to talk about like, which you guys have gone through since the last time we've spoke, which was like all the way dating back to 2019. Like I said, in the beginning, you know, with the world rapidly changing due to the pandemic, how much of an effect did, you know, it did it have on the development of not only these two games, but just like every game that you guys are working on at WayForward since 2020? I mean, as far as like, we were kind of in a lucky position with a lot of the artistic leads and artistic talent that we had and the music and the artists and the animators, like a lot of those people on the first game, mm -hmm. it was really spread out. So there was only kind of a core team, mostly with me and Bannon and, and mostly the programmers that were internal. Most of our leads in terms of like Megan with the music and Valeria yeah. with the backgrounds and Hunter with the sprites, like a lot of our rock stars, Priscilla with the art were spread out like all over the country and some of them all over the world. So that didn't change too much. Um, right. But, uh, but it's definitely, I mean, yeah, you're, how does, how does working, you know, day to day well, yeah. with the team entirely, you're almost entirely online. Basically. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm fantastic. Like it's a little, it is actually a little harder to come in to work to the office to now do, because I've been doing it from home for about two years now. Right. So for me to come to the office now, I'm, I'm, I'm like on zoom calls or, you know, or, Google chats, just like trying to be quieter because I'm now around people. I'm like, oh, right. I just do this in my spare bedroom office thing. And now I have to, I don't know. It's uh, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's really hasn't affected much at all. The only thing it really did affect is 
the fact that if I ever saw anything like, oh, VFX, that's not right. I would get up and walk over the VFX department right. and be able to like, I, I, I act things out a lot. Right. You know, like, oh no, the move needs to be this, but I just turn the camera on and act like an idiot in front of the camera and like do up, <laughs> you know, demonstrate moves. But on that, I really don't think it affected. Like, I think we're so set up nowadays to just like, I mean, we're, you're interviewing us right now and this is just fine. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're remote. Uh, very true. I mean, like, I, I think the, you know, the, the best who were able to, you know, assimilate to the times were actors or at least actors doing voice roles in game in like game developers in particular, like indie game developers. Like I remember talking with uh great Casavan, he did, uh, you know, Hades, like mm. and majority of them did that game at home during the yeah. pandemic and everything. So it's like, I mean, everybody's used to doing it cause they're, they were already at home anyway. So it's just awesome that there's, you know, they're still powering through and we're able to have such great quality games come out despite the, you know, the climate right now. So I think that's just, I, I worked in restaurants. That is a very, I, as a customer, a guest, I need to go there and enjoy that thing. We are making things for the people that are yeah. stuck at home. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, so it's, it really hasn't changed much at all. Right. I mean, I do miss interacting with people and like doing that, like, Hey, like grab the controller right here and do this. Yeah. So it is now like, you know, play remote with me. Mm -hmm. It's a a little different in that aspect, but it's still, yeah, I wasn't really affected. Good. That's very good. I don't know if I even told you, I stopped coming into the office two weeks before they told us not to come in. Oh yeah. Because I'm working on a thing that I can't say. And I was like, (laughs) why am I coming in the office? And then they said, don't come to the office. I was like, nobody noticed I was even in there. Yeah. So, so I'm excited though. So this is like I one of the things I'm doing right now is lining up our GDC meetings. So that's exciting to us because you know we do a lot of biz dev, but it's all Zoom calls, it's all emails and stuff. So yeah, being able to see publishers and and potential partners in person is going to be awesome. Are you guys? Are they opening? Is it going to be live for yep. all developers this year? Yep, yep, They're live in person, Good. meetings in person, unless Good. something changes. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's a, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I got high hopes this time around. But, um, Bennett, like with WayForward having the rights to use many characters in the Kuneo Kun and Dragon, uh, in Double Dragon universe, with, you know, was, was it a difficult task to choose who you wanted to be, you know, to include as playable characters for the sequel? No. That was, that was just like her, her. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was a done, like, nope, them, them. It just made sense. <laughs> it, honestly, it was like the easiest decision. It was just like, should we do this? Yes. Yeah, those were those were figured out pretty early. Like yeah. in, in the first formal pitch we gave to Arc System Works for the second game, we yeah. already had Marion and Proofy both figured out. I honestly can't think of any any other two characters that I even wanted. Yeah, they got there differently, though. I mean, Pruvi, she's your baby. She's from your underground game. So that was awesome to connect her. And she's a, such a cool character. Marion was very much because people were just obsessed with her after the first a game. A long like, time coming. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny, but it's like, you know, in the first game, she's literally one PNG file. It's just like one image of her right. in the shop, but so many people got obsessed with her and loved her. <laughs> and so, I mean, I saw them writing articles and stuff. And so at a certain point, yeah, just the team talking, it's like, we have to make her play. And, and the well, heritage of the series, yeah. it's just like, yeah. she has to be. 
it just it didn't make any sense to have anybody else in the yeah, game. Too. Right. Well, even still, it would, even with that said, like you know, if you're '80s, you know, gamer like I was, oh, the only memory, real memory you have of Marion is her actually getting punched, yeah. <laughs> defenseless, yep. and Not walking away. And then to some extent, part two. We don't want to talk about part two. So <laughs> um, it's great to have her back in this form and be able to take control of her life and just be the badass that we know she could be this time around. And I'm so, excited for people to play as her. She uh, she is kind of the inspiration for, I need to go back and look at the the original four characters because mm-hmm. I don't want people just playing as Marion. I want to make sure <laughs> the other, our original characters are just as exciting. Right. Same with Pruvy and Marion. It's just like, these two are really awesome. I don't want people to just go, like, I just want to play as the new characters. Yeah, and one of the cool and, things too, uh, re- mm-hmm. like a little kind of, tease we can give of the sequel is i think we mentioned this already in interviews the story is more dynamic so in the first game it's just the two girls and then the boys are not really factored in they're just bonus characters the way that we did the story in this one it really does factor in all six of the playable characters yeah and so you actually do get more of the lore of marion and the double dragon universe like we're able to pull some of that stuff in and in some really cool ways that i think people will dig you mentioned hades Yes. Um, earlier, Kevin did a, a word count. I don't know. We almost got to the limit of Hades. Oh, really? <laughs> word count. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's a lot of words. Well, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the the compare that, that that's why when when he said quaint earlier for River City One. So, like the script and the overall experience in part two. I mean, the, it's hard to say how long it is in terms of playtime compared to the first one, but the yeah. script I think is like two or three times as long. Wow, and then that's on awesome. Top of that, we're rewriting the dialogue for every permutation of the playable character. So, you know, the standard, you know, first pass is the classic Masako Kyoko story, but if you're playing as Masako Marion, they're the two active speakers in the story. If you're playing as Proving Marion, yeah. they're the two active speakers. So we had to do like oh, wow. on all that stuff. That's that's awesome. <laughs> you guys are making me like really anticipating this now. But I do want to ask, you know, and forgive me for this, but you know, you guys have already put in so much in this already, and that you know, just like you did last game, but you also gave us a little bit of extra. Well, are we expected to possibly get that down the line too? Or is there any works just, you know, this is it, or is it going to be sort of a, you know, a bit of a a DLC like stuff afterwards? Yes. Um, I will say nothing to this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I would be remiss if I didn't ask this. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to under promise or over promise or any of that. So I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) we'll see. Enough said. You know, COVID's really changed how we do work here, so we, you know, might not be able to do it. So, hey, I'm I'm a uh, I'm a firm believer of hope. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see. You guys didn't Even let me know earlier. Just... I said that it didn't matter, but you know, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm using this as an excuse now. <laughs> hey, hope Hope got us uh, the sequel, so I'm uh, yes. actually Hope got us the sequel and the prequel, so I'm more than uh, optimistic here. So, but. You know, I've asked this question before. And by the way, this is like the last two questions I have. I just want to say thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure having anybody First, from way forward here, but in particular, you two. And in, in in terms of River City Girls, it's awesome. I'm really a big fan of what you guys have done with this uh, franchise. But well, thank you. I've asked this question before the last time uh, you were on, and since then we have seen 
many intellectual properties expand their uh, series to other formats. So I, I have to ask, you know, we in, in talks of Shinmu, the Cuphead show, Halo, you know, getting live action and animated adaptions. Has there been any talks of River City Girls in that direction? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's no, well, there's nothing we can announce uh-huh. and there's nothing, there's nothing specific we can get into. Uh-huh. Like I'll, I'll say everything's been discussed. Right. So everything you can imagine, you know, every version of it, even beyond games, absolutely discussed. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see as far as what actually happens and, and when we can share stuff. I mean, definitely some cool stuff are, uh, we finally just, I'll have to bring them in. We just got the plushies from Asako Kyoko. They were, oh. were sold a long time ago, but that's actually right. shipped out. I just got yeah. mine um, that I ordered yesterday. They look fantastic. So we're doing some cool merch stuff. One of the things that we're working on right now that we already talked about is an art book. And that's coming along oh. really good because there's so much key art and so many characters between three games so I think that's going to be like a really, really awesome thing when that comes out. And the way that we're kind of theming the book and everything is is a really interesting kind of take on it. So right. there's stuff like that. But yeah, as far as like alternate media formats, it's something we are definitely interested in. We've definitely talked about the possibility. We've talked about it with Arc System Works, um, but, but we'll have to see. Um, nothing to announce right now. That's all I'm going to say for that. Do everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> I, I think I think part of that is also just like, you know, the way that we did the game, because hearing Kaylee and Kira now as their voices yeah. and getting a sense of the humor and then working with David Liu on like the intro cinematic for the zero and, yeah. and Kay on the, you know, uh, his animations, like it feels like a TV series and it feels like a movie and it feels like it should be a comic book. So I think, you know, just the, the stuff that we put into the games kind of lend itself to all that. So right. hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed we can get it um outside of games because we're definitely interested in pretty it's, much everything it's made for more yeah there's so it, I, i've said that since the last i said that the last time we uh we talked and i just when i played this game and and, and you know the dialogue and the chemistry and the storyline and the development I, it so much just expanded in my mind on what this could do yeah. <laughs> for just not only you guys oh. but fans in general there's one little thing so if you're on tiktok mm-hmm. go find the way forward account mm-hmm. we have little skits with Masako Kyoko that are written just for TikTok. So that's the <laughs> that's the one thing that involves them outside of trailers and outside of games. That's clever. I no idea. Yeah. That's it's, clever. Just, it's, it's it's dopey. It's it's us figuring out like what is TikTok again? And kind of like, you know, putting our spin on it. But yeah, there's little little skits with Kaylee and Kira that are that are written specifically for TikTok. I mean, this is the whole like trigger doing the Shante yeah. thing. Like people are like, we want that as a of course. Yeah, you're right. And I, I remember speaking with Matt Bozen about the same thing. Like, you know, just, you know, you guys are coming out with these with these characters and these, and these IPs that are just really creating its own network. <laughs> itself. Yeah. So, I mean, That's- here's the hoping that we see a lot more in different for, uh, facets and formats uh, for that point. But last question, you know, when it comes to way forward in general, um, is there anything that we should look out for in the near future that you could speak about? So uh, River City Zero is out now on Switch digitally, and then it's going to come out on all the other platforms soon. Yeah. Um, you can, and you can buy the pre-order, the physical right now with uh, with limited run. That's another thing. Yeah. In terms of like expanding it, 
doing the action figures for them was awesome. And, and so we got to plan those out. We got to help with the design. So I hope lots of people get that because that's a that's a really big like wish fulfillment for us. Um, we've got uh, <laughs> uh, River City 2 coming out later this year. Um, we have Dawn of the Monsters is our big kaiju battler. Yes. That's coming out soon. Yes. Yeah, Looking that, forward to that. that one's really cool. Really excited about that. We're working with developer 13 a.m. on that. Um, and then uh, trying to think what's announced. Um, uh, Advance Wars through Nintendo, mm -hmm. and we're helping with that. And we've got a lot of, we've got other things that are coming out this year that are not announced yet, but it's all really cool. I mean, as far as like compared to previous rounds of WayForward projects, right. I think the current round of what we're finishing up and what we're moving on to next is right. some of the best, uh, you know, original and licensed games we've ever been able to do. Awesome. Well, I got to tell you guys, like I've been a big fan of everything all of you have done since I got my hands on DuckTales Remastered. And I felt like whoever can make this happen to one of my all time favorite games, I am totally on board with this company. And since then, you have not let me down one bit with everything that you you guys have come out from what you guys have done with uh, with the River City Girls and the whole Kunio Khan universe revamping that uh, Matt with uh, Shanti. I mean, it's just awesome stuff and thank you guys very much for all of your hard work on that yeah yeah thanks for having us it's it's been fun it's not hard work we just stroll in here and just start mm, do this make punch <laughs> hey i gotta say i gotta say to people when they see what you do or even as little as what i do it's like you know it's a lot of fun being able to do this but you got to work hard to have fun so don't yes. get it twisted no, it is a lot of work doing this <laughs> indeed but before we get in this whole entire uh great uh lovely interview um, how about some plugs? Let everybody know where they can find way forward and everything looking forward from there. Southern California. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I, I miss at. California so much. <laughs> uh, we're pretty much, I think if you go on Facebook or Twitter or apparently a TikTok or TikTok, anywhere that mm -hmm. you can go, just type in way forward and you'll probably get like the official account. Um, one thing we're trying to expand more into being everywhere. So, I mean, you know, like I said, we're doing little bits of original stuff uh, with the River City Girls on TikTok. Um, we're gonna, in the coming months, get more active in terms of being on Twitch, doing official way forward streams. Yeah. Doing like, you know, live YouTube stuff. So that stuff that we're kind of like laying the groundwork, getting that a lot finalized right now, but definitely something that, that uh, we're hoping to have more of a presence on in, in 2022. I was going to set up a live cam in uh, Adam's office. I don't know if you're aware of that. But... <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing secret. Nothing <laughs> going on. Well, Thank you guys so very much. It's been awesome. And I'm, I'm so looking, uh, first of all, thank you for River City Girls Zero because I'm extremely enjoying that in every facet of, of its being. And then, you know, I'm looking very much forward to River City Girls too. I mean, probably one of the highlights of my 2022 in terms of gaming is probably going to be that game. So I'm, and, and trust me, there's a lot of games to be played <laughs> this year, but that one right there is like, okay, I'm going to be dedicating a lot of time for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you guys so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode of Talk Time Live exclusive on behalf of myself, Adam, and Bannon. All I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care.
This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.